You're listening to the Mortgage Reports Podcast, where we reveal tips, tricks, hacks, and knowledge to help you buy a home, refinance, or invest in real estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Mortgage Reports Podcast. I'm your host, Shivani Peterson, and we are sitting on a very interesting time. It is St. Patrick's Day 2023, and one week ago, we got news of the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. And it's really pointed a lot of fingers and a lot of attention at the Fed and their current monetary policy. So let's dive in to what the failure of SVB and then Signature Bank and then whatever ones we'll find out about next, what the impact of all of that is on interest rates, on the housing market, on the overall U.S. economic ecosystem, and of course, why you should care. So when the Fed comes up, it's usually in a conversation about interest rates. And that's been the topic of many a conversation since February, really. And I don't even have to mark February of which year, because depending on your definition of wild, it could be any number of the previous years. Because the Fed has been playing a heavy hand in our economy since the Great Recession, which I probably don't need to remind you was in 2008. But you may not have realized that was 15 years ago. So the Fed has been intervening in the markets for 15 years. They've been feeding us sugar and keeping us busy and hyper, if you will, in the economy to keep everything buzzing. And now we're starting to see some of the impacts of that. So interest rates, wild ride. And that's what we think of when we talk about the Fed. But this week, we had something different to talk about when the Fed came up, and that was SVB, the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. That happened on Friday of last week, and it was the same day that a jobs report came out. But let me tell you, nobody was talking about the jobs report. For those of you who've been annoyed with the Fed, this really adds fuel to your fire, because as we've been painfully aware this year, the Fed has been on a hot rate hiking spree. And this has an impact on the bond market which is why we see interest rates move on mortgages, because mortgage rates are not the equivalent of the Fed funds rate that they've been hiking, but they're impacted by the bond market. And the impact of Fed monetary policy on the bond market goes beyond short and long-term rates. Before I get into all of that, let me back up a couple steps. So first I wanna talk about how I just said that the Fed has been really actively involved in the US economy for the last 15 years. Most recently, we felt how they were involved when Bank deposits were at 13 trillion before the pandemic. And then after the pandemic, they were at 18 trillion. If you're doing quick math with me, that 5 trillion number might sound familiar because that's the number, that's the amount of stimulus checks they gave out. So that's one thing the Fed's done, in addition to holding interest rates very low since 2008. Both of those things are what I refer to as them pumping sugar into the economy to keep us happy and keep us busy and keep us buying things. They do this for a long time, right? Banks get all these deposits of all this extra stimulus money. You may or may not know, but when you deposit your money with a bank, they don't have to hold on to it. They have to keep a certain percentage of it, and then the rest they're allowed to lend out. They lend it out. They make loans to people like you and I. They make loans to businesses. They make loans. And the return on those is based on current interest rates. Well, when interest rates are very low, there's not a lot of profit to be made there, so they turn to bonds. And lending money to Uncle Sam has always been really reliable because he's never defaulted on a debt. So a lot of banks had a lot of their portfolio in bonds. Well, when the Fed jacks interest rates very, very high, very, very fast, the fastest that they've done since the 80s, the value of those bonds plummets. The return on them is not good. So a lot of banks have a lot of their portfolio tied up in bonds, and then the bond values plummet. You can see how that puts the bank in a kind of tough situation. 
So SVB, which was not a consumer bank, they mainly lent to venture capital firms. But let's explain it from the point of view of a consumer bank. If you have all your money there, right, you know that the FDIC insures your money up to 250000 So if you have more than that and something happens to the bank, you may not be made whole on the money you lost. When you're a consumer, you put all your money in there. They bank on the fact that you won't all, the consumers won't all try to pull their money out on the same day. But the week of SBB's failure, just two days before, they announced that they were trying to raise capital. And that spooked their investors. It spooked their investors so much so that in a single day, they saw $42 billion in withdrawals. To keep up with those withdrawals, they had to sell bonds. But their bonds are at a loss at the moment. So then you can see how they end up in a tough situation and in comes the FDIC to shutter their doors. It was big news. If it feels like this week has been a roller coaster and if it feels like you're confused or scared, you should be. This is a big deal. I mean, $229 billion was wiped off the market value of U.S. banks just this month. That's a 17% drop. But you don't need to panic. You just have to stay informed on what's happening and then adjust your strategy accordingly, which I'll help you do in today's episode. So We understand now what happened to SVB, and we understand the role that the Fed had in it. So what are they going to do? Well, this matters. What the Fed does now and how many other banks this happens to matters because it impacts everything. Like I said, interest rates, housing market, entire economic ecosystem. So was it a one-off bank failure? We already found out no. Other regional banks were in similar spots. Even some bigger names like Charles Schwab came up. We're getting the impression that a lot of banks have been hurting because of the value of the bonds that they have the majority of their portfolios invested in. So I will be watching this very closely because this could lead to lower interest rates, the simple uncertainty of it all, but also it should impact what the Fed does next. It seems like it was a million years ago, but just two days before the news of SVB, Powell in his testimony all but promised a 50 basis point rate hike on March 22nd which was more than we were expecting. We were thinking just 25 basis points. But maybe the Fed having seen how they need to step in for the bank bailouts now, and also the impact of their policy going beyond just interest rates, maybe they'll sit and let it settle. We got the CPI numbers this week, and they didn't come in as cool as we would have liked, but inflation reading came in at 5.5, down from 5.6. The big driver of this was shelter. It makes up a huge part of that reading, and it was at 8.1% year over year. Shelter costs are like apartment rents, housing expense, shelter costs, the roof over your head. Well, we know that apartment rents are dropping quickly. We also have seen the housing market cool off quite a bit and prices come down. So the shelter data is just not catching up with real time. And when it does, or had it now, if you were really looking at the real time data, the CPI would probably have been 3.3%. And that's a lot closer to the Fed's 2% target goal than. 5.5. So if it's true that the data just needs to catch up with the actions that the Fed's already taken, then you would argue, don't do any more rate hikes, just sit and let it settle. On the other hand, there's people talking about now, after the news of this week, after the bank failures, the Fed could start rate cuts this summer. It all remains to be seen, and I don't have a crystal ball, plus the Fed is extremely hard to predict what they're going to do. But as you may have heard me say before, I usually count on them for a knee-jerk reaction. So I wouldn't put cutting past them. I don't know if they would do it next month at the Fed meeting, but I would at least hope that a 50 basis point rate hike is off the table. But you know, those are just my hopes and prayers. Let's talk about what this will mean. With this economic uncertainty, with the bank failures, people are scared. You can definitely feel the fear in the market. So maybe they just sit still 
and watch this play out. They don't take any action and they just wait on the sidelines and say, hey, I'm going to see what happens now. There's also the other scenario that because they're scared and because they don't like having their money in the bank, that they start buying up real estate again because that's a real asset that you can see and touch. Your money's tied up in something that has real collateral. And so they could start buying it up like they did in 2020 again. Interest rates would be on their side if they decided to do that. I believe what we saw this last week was the black swan event that'll impact interest rates. It seems like we always have one every year that throws a curveball in what we're expecting interest rates to do. Sometimes it's a pandemic. Sometimes it's a bank collapse due to monetary policy. A bank collapse due to the Fed's monetary policy. That's a weird one. Weird but true. Anyways, I don't believe anyone would be able to stop the rates from falling as a result of that uncertainty in the markets, whether the Fed likes it or not. I don't think they fall to twos and threes, but I think this news is what gets us away from 7% rates for the rest of the year. What should you do with the information? If you were in the market to buy real estate this year, whether it was your first primary residence or whether it was your 15th rental property, what should you do with the information? First and foremost, do not panic. Don't withdraw all your money from the bank in a panic. Don't even buy real estate in a panic. No good decisions come from panic. Real estate prices have already been correcting for a year. And due to the amount of inventory we have, there's no reason to believe that we're going to see a crash as a result of this. It's just not tied that way. And there is a lot of pent-up demand. So as interest rates went up as fast and quickly as they did, fast and quickly both mean the same thing. So I should say as aggressively as they did, a lot of buyers got priced out and have been sitting on the sidelines for six months kicking themselves. I think that as interest rates come back down, those buyers come back to the market pretty aggressively. So my honest advice, my honest to God advice, and the same advice that I'm taking myself because I am active in the real estate market, is that if you wanted to purchase a property this year, stay the course, stick to your plan. Don't try to time the rates. You can always refi later. And trying to time the market is like trying to catch a falling knife. I would say put a little urgency, a little pep in your step, because if you can buy before the competition becomes stiffer, which I do think it will be six months from now, based on the lack of inventory, based on real estate becoming a very appealing asset class compared to others, and based on interest rates coming down, I think you'll have less competition and more ability to negotiate now than you will six months from now. So if nothing else, I would say get more serious about your search. And in closing, I heard an excellent quote from a client this week as we were putting together his strategy. He said, so what you're saying is I don't have to get ready if I stay ready. And that is so true. Keep in touch with your lender, work closely with your realtor, make sure that you're looking for opportunities and seeing through the noise and the panic and the headlines, and just be ready for when the right house, the right investment opportunity comes along. If you're ready, you can take action. Thanks for listening to the Mortgage Reports podcast. Visit themortgagereports.com for daily mortgage rate updates, news, and advice from experts. 